When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode, LB unfollows her dreams, procuring payback for your precious pepper plant. And shh, don't startle the shy guy. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. Help me out, almighty Lori Beth Denberg. Give me the vital information so I get the red thoughts. Who do you yeah. The church of Lori Beth is in session and we're reading from the scriptures of that. Beth Denberg, and welcome to the Bad Advice Podcast. With Woo. me, as always, Woo. is Clark Prozer. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I was off on my woo. Uh, so <laughs> I was reading the script. Let's and start I... up. You know what? <laughs> let's just be done with this podcast. <laughs> well, that was episode 50 for you. <laughs> I don't know if we can continue. I don't think the fans are going to stand for that. No, no, they don't. They, we have very uh, fastidious fans. Yes. They don't like it when you stray. <laughs> uh, how are you? I'm tired and grumpy. Oh, no. Wait. <sighs> <laughs> are you tired? Because today is the fourth day of daylight savings time. Oh, it's such bullshit. Right? It's such bullshit for no reason <laughs> for no reason it's only to depress i think that the uh big depression <laughs> yeah big depression has uh converted all of our clocks for yeah. their own purposes yeah the depression council said people are getting a little too happy let's make it dark when they wake up and dark when they eat lunch i like how there's a big pharma and now there's a big depression yeah big like depression. there's just the council of depression that are dealing with all things depressing exactly that's good i like that and i, I hate don't them, know but... if ironically they're super happy <laughs> Or if they're like, everyone needs to feel like us. I fucking hate daylight savings time. It is so unnecessary. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a drag and there's no reason. Yeah. There's no reason. And here's the thing. When I was in my 20s. Yes. Daylight savings time was annoying, but it's like, meh, who cares? Right? Because... An extra hour of sleep one day and one hour less the other day. Yeah. And you're kind of like, um, in my twenties, who the fuck cares? Yeah. But as you get older and you, as you have more and more creatures and people that are, you are responsible for that turns worse and worse every fucking year. Cause I don't care if you have a cat, a dog, a child, anything that is, re that, uh, relies upon you to yes. be fed and, uh, cleaned. It just makes Everything worse. Uh, this one, this one gets the you know spring forward, fall back. Right. So this one, we at least get the extra hour. Right. But 
I, the one, the spring forward is always more entertaining <laughs> because of the rash of things that people are late for. It's true. You're like, I thought it was eight. <laughs> it's nine. You're fired. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, I have a fucked up sleep habits enough. Oh, beyond daylight savings. Yeah, oh no, always. I've had a particularly bad rash of, not a physical rash. <laughs> I've had a particularly bad couple weeks with my sleep habits. Oh, no. Because forever, ever, ever, I'm a super night owl. Right. Like a super night owl. Yeah, Left I am to my too. own devices, I would sleep from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. Nice. And But that doesn't really work when you're trying to participate in society. <laughs> right. Because I don't know why y'all need to get up and go to work and be with your families and live your lives that are full of love and joy. Right. But when you don't have that. Yeah. I mean, come on. So I should write myself in a question. And and my head will explode. Maybe right. I'll maybe I'll fix myself. There you go. Give but, yourself some um, bad advice. So, yeah, so for the last uh, couple weeks, I've been up till three, four, five, six o'clock. You know, a few times it's gotten light. And I'm like, good night, everyone. And part of that is like, I haven't had any, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, being an actor is a very freelance job. (laughs) It's extraordinarily freelance. Yeah, very much so. So I haven't had, I mean, I have a couple little things and... You know, I'm shooting something for a friend on Saturday. But as far as like having a job, I think that's what the weather right now is reminding me of is like back to school, back to work. Because sitcoms kind of go with like the school school schedule. So I am having this kind of like. Oh, I had jobs one time. <laughs> and like that kind of consistent work. Yeah. Um, which is what's great about being on a TV show. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I don't have that. I don't have that right now. Yeah. And so I've just been, and it would be different if I just was so productive right. from <laughs> 11 to 4 right, a.m. Right, right, right. But I'm not. It's just like, uh, Candy Crush and Words with Friends. Old episodes of King of the Hill. I just finished King of the Hill today. Nice, nice. I swear I watched 238 episodes in like seven days. (laughs) I just finished it today. And I usually skip through the uh, theme song and the and the Outro. Yeah. outro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I skip through 30 seconds so I can hear the little whatever line they throw in at the end. Right. Now tell me, I've my memory is King of the Hill didn't have a bad season. It never went through that, like the Simpsons and some of these other shows that, you know, after a while, some of the seasons, the full season yeah. is just like, eh, it's an okay season. I don't remember a single poor season of King no, of the Hill. Correct. It was, there was all good. There was a couple good. episodes. I can't remember. One of them I just didn't care about, and I knew it going in. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> one. One episode. And then there's one that I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this, but I did watch it because of the whole thing. And it's one pretty near the end. Okay. And and the only reason I don't, it's called uh, Uh-Oh Canada. Oh. And it's when these Canadian Boomhauer and these Canadians do a house swap. Oh, okay. And then the Canadians are just... 
really rude and bad, <laughs> all this stuff, which I guess is kind of like ironic. Right. Because Canadians are always so nice. So polite. And polite. But so it was just kind of like they were too mean. They mm. were it was too ridiculous the way they were. Yeah. And you know, and of course then Hank's like, well, we're gonna be good neighbors and help them out when they need right. all this kind of stuff. So I just was like, I don't like this one because it it seemed too manufactured. As I've said before on this show, yeah. about once a year, I think I want to go visit Arlen and meet them, <laughs> and then I remember that it's they're uh, not real, that they're not real people, and then I'm sad <laughs> and a little embarrassed. <laughs> so I did, I did just finish that, but yes, I would be up late, yeah, you know, with the picture and picture on my phone, right. King of the Hill going, and then me wasting time whatever and Ooh. every once in a while i'd go through emails and sure, when that sure, little red number sure. got way too big <laughs> right. um but so i'm kind of fighting my <laughs> fighting my natural habits oh. and um because then i also feel like really shitty when you know i wake up at 3 p.m yeah and, i was gonna say waking up has got to be hard too yeah and again I apologize to anyone with a real life <laughs> who wakes up early to go be productive, do their job that they might not even like. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, we, yeah. Should, we should get to answering some questions. I know. Give me some good stuff. <laughs> give me something to wake me up. Right? Okay. Well, let's see what I can come up with here. Uh, we have uh, some good questions today. Number, uh, our first question here is an anonymous. We actually have a couple of anonymous oh, okay. questions today. Um, That's okay. Yeah, it's fine. And uh, this is what Anonymous has to say. Anonymous says, <clears throat> my neighbor had to take down his dead oak tree that could crash into our own house if there's a bad storm. But the tree cutters use my yard to put up their crane. My neighbor and the tree service made it seem like it was the only way. I said, okay, but that I didn't want them wrecking my garden. Uh, and everything was working out until they left. Then the crew decided they had to leave faster and get home. So they crushed my vegetable garden. Oh. In minutes, they decimated plants that took six months to two years to grow and establish. Trellises destroyed. One plant was my daughter's. I don't even know how to explain to her how men ripped her pepper plant full of peppers down to a stick. This garden brought me joy. I also invested so much time, effort, energy, money, and love into it while not being in good physical health. When I assessed the damage, I sobbed so hard I had an asthma attack. I feel violated. I feel so depressed. I'm so upset that I don't have the emotional energy for therapy, nor do I have the funds currently. How do I deal with this overwhelming sense of sadness about losing something that brought me joy and pride? Oh, by the way, turns out the neighbor could have just used his yard and dealt with his already wrecked deck that he already planned to take down instead of destroying my yard. How do I not loathe my neighbor now? Ugh, wow. That was, That's oh, it's anonymous. anonymous. Yes, yes. Anonymous? Yeah. I'm sorry for all of that. Right? That's a shitty I'm, situation. And there's like four things in there yeah, that really exactly. grab my attention. Okay. Let's start with number one. Let's start with, well, we'll start with the act. Well, okay. We'll okay. start with, you know, 
have you contacted the company that wrecked your garden right. to say, I need compensation for this. Right. Or talk to your neighbor about it. Right. The tree service. Yes. Monetarily, you're saying. Oh, yeah. Monetarily. You know, they, can't, they can't give you back their love. Yes. They can't give you back the time. They can't give yeah. you back the love. Yeah. Uh, they could help come replant the garden. Yeah, but that's true. That is obviously something that you enjoyed doing yeah. that brought you a lot of happiness mm -hmm. that got you out of doors that had you working with your daughter. Yeah. So I would say no matter what, rebuild the garden. Yes. I would say absolutely do that. And that that's tricky because I know when something like this has never happened to me because I would never have the patience nor skill to plant a garden. <laughs> plant a garden. I had my first semester of junior high. Okay. I had horticulture. Oh, at Nobel? At Nobel Junior High. In that place right by the street? I guess. I don't remember. All I remember is I could not find it. Oh, no. The first day. And I had a horticulture. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? So there was like a little garden. Yeah. And... I guess we tended it. The only thing I remember about it is that I couldn't find it. Okay. And then at one point we harvested some radishes oh. at the end of the week. And I remember finding them after the weekend in my locker, like <laughs> dead. <laughs> like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that your mom just made for you and you left it in your locker. Exactly. Like who gives a shit? It's kind of a like, like Ziploc bag with some like dirty radishes. <laughs> That's all I remember. By the way, amazing band name. Dirty Radishes. The Dirty Radishes. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage the, the Dirty, Dirty Radishes. Radishes. Click, click, click. <laughs> That's the, the drumsticks exactly. counting down. But, um, so, but my point was before I went on a very important reminiscence. Nobel tangent. Exactly. Is that it's hard to do something like that and not have it overcome by resentment. Yeah. You know, then it's your resentment garden. Right. And, you know, and the, you know, your question is about how do I not loathe my neighbor? I would talk to your neighbor about this in the vein, not you could use your own yard. You could none, right. none of that. Right. But. To say to him, look, this is what happened. Can you help me talk to them to try to make it right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. And then you get to see their reaction. Right. And then you either can keep, you know, feel good about getting something done, mm -hmm. or then you can loathe them, mm. but not take action. What are our caller? What are yeah, anonymous? Anonymous. Yeah. Anonymous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah you know, doesn't say is what the pre-existing relationship with that neighbor was like. Right. So if it was okay to nothing, you know, go talk to them. I mean, for all you know, they might feel bad and say, well, let me help. Right. I think you were absolutely spot on, though, when you originally said you can't go into the neighbor pissed off. Yeah. Because then you're just going to be the pissed off neighbor and you're going to be ignored and they're going to slam the door in your face. Yeah, so at the very, you know, least they could maybe call, well, at the very least they could do nothing and be a dick. Right. But, you know, in maybe. trying to get 
you know, compensated for, and you, you know, you don't get compensated for your time and the effort and yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's really just, it's going to cost us money to rebuild this. Help us. You, right. you ruined our garden, whatever. Right. And sorry, I'm thinking. <laughs> There's a Saturday Night Live sketch from the 80s okay. that it was a pawn shop, but it was a pawn shop that was only interested in sentimental value. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, and I yeah, remember yeah. I think Phil Hartman was the uh, proprietor. Like, proprietor. Yeah. And so someone came in with like this gold ring or whatever, and it was like, eh, and someone came in with this little thing, and it's like, it, you know, my boyfriend gave me this on our first date, but then he died, and it was like, oh, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's was, valuable. Yeah, it was a, a pawn shop interested in sentimental value, which I just thought about because I was like, you can't get compensated for the sentimental value. Exactly. But unless you're in that one sketch 30 years ago. Uh, but um, so that's to start with the neighbor. Yeah. But I would definitely try to, you know, it now it's not just you're building something you love. You're rebuilding something yeah. you love. Yeah. And I think that that would be an important thing for, to help you get over things and an important thing to show your daughter Yeah, that shit happens. You might not need to say it to her that way. I don't know. She's, <laughs> yeah. she's like four and you're like, listen, shit happens. <laughs> your dreams get dashed, Stop but you don't let shit. it get you down. But, um, so, so that's that. Rebuild the garden, even if it's a little at a time. And I know you have health problems and all the, And then this is the other thing that really stuck out to me. Two things you said. You don't have it was something about don't have the emotional energy for therapy. Yeah. Nor do I have the funds currently. Okay. So two things there. There are resources for people without money mm -hmm. to seek therapy there yeah. are definitely uh through your county through your state through your neighborhood what else is there <laughs> county city state city, yeah um to help people who do not have the resources find mental health care yeah so Please look into that. And as far as what you said, and this has come up in my own life, not having the mental or physical energy for it. Yeah. You need to fight through that because the whole point is seeking help will help. Right. And if you're if you're exasperated, if you're depressed, if you're tired and all of this seems insurmountable, it could get better with the help. Unfortunately and ironically, you have to put the effort right. that you feel you don't have right. into getting this, into getting help, into, you know, and, and there's a lot of ways to approach it, but to finish my thought for once in my fucking life, <laughs> you know, it, the irony of having to do more work because you can't seem to handle the work. And by work, I mean the work of life, right. putting one foot in front of the other. It, it's just a hilarious irony that yeah. you have to like then do. Right. And, but it doesn't have to be some insurmountable task yeah. because the first step can be for some people, it's no problem. Oh, let me do this and blah, blah, blah. For me, I need steps. I need mm. 
okay, let me look up my insurance. Right. You know, hopefully, if I don't know if this is an international vegetable garden that was murdered, <laughs> but there is, you know, the Affordable Care Act, there's Obamacare, that's there for you. Yeah. And that does have mental health benefits. Yes. So check that out first. Even if you just look at a website, even if you just ask someone else who's already got that going on. Yeah. You know, and looking into facilities that, you know, through the county or whatever, where you could get help. And then, you know, little steps like make asking that first question, looking at that first website, get I've had to do this myself. It's like, oh, I can't whatever. It's like, OK, I'm going to I call the insurance person. The intern, like my main, <laughs> my main man. You know, I call my insurance company and talk to whatever lovely person comes on the line. Right. And tell them what I'm looking for. And they send me a list of doctors, right. medical professionals. Just did this when I was looking for a new actual like medical general practitioner. Right, 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 right. Or doctor. Because <laughs> they call it PCP yeah. and then GP. And I'm like, what's the difference? I know, and then you're I, a doctor. And then I just put the phone down slowly. <laughs> And I go, my hand hurts so much. I could barely lift the phone. Um, so to me, I need to break it down in those into little steps like that. Yeah. So there is anonymous. I keep waiting to use your name. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is help for you. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, and you know, you don't have to have had a ruined vegetable garden to need to seek help. Sure, sure. Because it sounds like there's other stuff going on. Yeah. But you know, talk to your, when you go talk to your neighbor about the, about the ruined garden, ask him if he's in therapy. <laughs> there you go. Maybe we could do this all at one time, <laughs> but you know, you, you don't, how to not loathe your neighbor, approach him in a, in a, uh, spirit of neighborly finding, way in a neighborly, well, in a, in a spirit of finding a solution to right. the problem, right. Instead of smacking him in the face with like, you did this and Accusing your guys did this. And, and why yeah. didn't you, your deck is a piece of shit yeah, anyway. Exactly. All that kind of stuff. That's not going to help. And, uh, if you want, you could do what those uh, athletes do when they have their little baby on their lap during the press conferences. Which and is. then they know they won't be asked any <laughs> awful questions. <laughs> there you go. Because it's like, oh, my baby's here. You could bring your daughter. Yeah. And, well, be, and she could be like, mister, <laughs> will my peppers come back? Yeah. So there's a there's a bunch of options. And uh, I think the important thing is to try to maintain a good relationship with your neighbor yeah. until he proves himself worthy yeah. of hating. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, all you true crime fans, this is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morphin. And we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast, Criminology. Launched in 2017, we've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons. Some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of. Other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime. There are 200 episodes of Criminology available to binge on right now. And new episodes come out every Saturday night. Subscribe to Criminology today, wherever you listen to your podcast. Well, Anonymous, I hope that helped. Uh, that was a, it was a big question. A lot of, a lot of different answers aspects to it but yeah. you know it was a good question we really liked it thank you so much for sending it in uh let's move on to our next question our next question today is from aaron aaron and aaron says a short question but it's a big question here we go aaron says how do you tell a guy 
You want a relationship without being too blunt, especially if he's a quiet guy. Ah, Aaron. Yeah. <sighs> well, there's that catch 22 that's not as bad as it once was. Okay. Where boys are supposed to ask out girls mm. and vice versa. Or is this Aaron with an AA? Is it no, a... this is Aaron with an ER. Okay, so this is most probably a female yeah. wanting to ask out a male. Yeah. Um, otherwise, the boy-girl thing doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're boy-boy, boy-girl, whatever. Um, so what I would say is... A quiet guy might be shy yeah. and might not go, you know, hey, baby, what do you want to do? Like right. being quiet has with it a bunch of other stuff right? of maybe being horribly repressed and a murderer <laughs> or just unsure or quiet yeah. or, or nervous or yeah. shy. Yeah. So you don't also, Aaron, the question isn't. Do you want to have a relationship with me? <laughs> it's, do you want to hang out? Well, it's, do you want to go on a, do you want to go on a date? Unless they're friends, unless they're already friends and she's asking, how do you make this into a relationship? Yeah, but does she say that? She, she said, just how says, how do you tell a guy you want a relationship without being too blunt? Ah, uh, um, I don't know. It could be either way. There's, yeah, so. There's just the that fine line between, hey, I think you're kind of nice. Right. Or maybe kiss him on the cheek when you <laughs> give him a hug goodbye, whatever it is. Yeah. And then that's the difference, though, between being like, I think your last name is nice. <laughs> it would sound nice married with my last name in a hyphenated situation. But uh, that's one of my favorite... <laughs> This is so random. Oh, it's okay. I didn't go to school a lot. Yeah. But there's certain things I remember. And I remember, I think, in, in elementary school, I read Johnny Tremaine. Oh, sure. Which there's a famous Simpson moment where, where they're reading Johnny Tremaine and Bart's board. But then he finds out that Johnny's hand gets yeah, deformed. And he exactly. goes, they should call this book Johnny Deformed. <laughs> but one of the moments that I remember in that book is there's Priscilla, mm. who's like the, I think, daughter of the not blacksmith, silversmith mm. that Johnny apprentices for. Okay, okay. And they kind of have a thing with their teenagers and they're talking about last names and his last name is Tremaine. And she goes, Priscilla Tremaine is a nice name. And oh. then they both get like really like, it's like awkward, <laughs> but like in a very sweet, you know, revolutionary war kind of way. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, and then yeah, I, he doesn't die at the end, but- Oh, sorry if I ruined oh, that. Spoils. But uh, yeah, so the point is that's a little much to go with yeah. saying uh Aaron Schwarzenegger. Because <laughs> I'm assuming you're you're talking Talk. about Timmy Schwarzenegger, the guy you like. <laughs> right. Um He's so shy. He's so shy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I do not know how to communicate with women. Um you know, but then there's also the concept of, you know, just saying, hey, yeah, I really like you. Yeah. And 
for your own sake, like, no, like what, okay, what I would do is hang around forever, feel awful about myself, <laughs> recount in my head over and over all the reasons that this person would never want me. Right. And then one day be like, want to fuck? <laughs> And the success of my life, <laughs> love and otherwise, is not to be emulated. <laughs> I've said before, I am a cautionary tale. <laughs> but, um, you know, you have every right and you have every every reason yeah. to just say, hey, you know, did you ever think about us, you know, actually dating? Let me tell you something, Lori Beth, from right. a guy's point of view. Oh. I think that's amazing advice. Yeah. That is fantastic advice. I, I know it's scary and I know it's not, certainly wasn't the norm that you and I grew up with. Yeah. But from a guy's perspective, I think I would have responded amazing if a girl was like, you know, I really like you and I want... I was so bad at, at realizing when girls liked me when I was younger that it was, you know, sometimes guys need a bit of a frying pan to yeah. kind of smack them in the face. And, and they, so they realize, oh, this girl likes you. Yeah. Honestly, I would never have uh, been upset if somebody did that. That would be such an amazing thing. Yeah, uh, that's like, a that great way to handle it. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, Aaron, I would say, you know, Ask that, you know, that you're saying without being too blunt. Is right, that what she right, asks? Right, Blunt and psycho bitch are two different things. Well, I'd also say blunt and sincere are two different things. Yeah. So if you want to just approach him, and I know part of this is, I mean, from my experience, it's like, well, I have this little fantasy and I don't want to, I don't want to right, get to know. Right, right. Because then it'll break it. But that's the, you know, the price of being brave yeah. is possible rejection. That is. So, you know, approach it how you'd like to approach it. I've, we've given you, you know, a few different ways. I would say, just to add on one last thing, because she added the, especially if he's a quiet guy. Yeah. I would say just to make sure that this was a very solitary environment. Like, yeah. don't do it when you're out getting dinner or yeah. out at the movies or. Or you might want to whisper it. <laughs> I know you're very quiet. <laughs> I was wondering if you wanted to be quiet together. <laughs> We're going to get like a thousand more viewers because of the whispering. Because of oh. my, yeah, my ASMR. ASMR. <laughs> Thank you for your question. <laughs> Thank you so much, Aaron. Um, all right. Hopefully that helps. Let's move on. We are uh, going to go to our rotating segment of the week, and it is LB Clears the Air. And now it's time for another segment of LB Clears the Air. So, yeah, I wanted to do an LB Clears the Air. Uh, a couple weeks ago, yeah. I went to go see Louis C.K. perform, mm. uh, who's been one of my favorite comedians since the 80s, literally. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I decided to post it on Facebook mm. and or on Instagram, I should say. Okay. And just went, you know. I looked at his tour dates for a long time. I went and I knew posting it could would be uh, 
I mean, I certainly didn't do it to be controversial. (laughs) I go very few places. I usually post. (laughs) I'm supposed to put content up. Exactly. Not that much about my life qualifies as content. But I did know because of his his hashtag me too that, you know, people could be whatever. Right. Uh, And they were. Apparently, I lost a couple hundred uh, followers. followers. Is that the word? Yeah. And whatever, I didn't read any of the comments. Okay. As I, you know, because I'm not doing that. Sure, sure, But sure, a friend sure. of mine was like, are you okay? Oh, no. She's like, I saw your Insta. I think she said IG. Uh, I saw it and, and the comments, and I'm like, oh, I didn't read them. Yeah. But it's... <sighs> And it's obviously it's like I'm not I don't live and die by my uh, follower count. Right. Like I'm certainly not. I'm too old to really be bothered by that. (laughs) Exactly. But um, and people can think what they want to think, but there's and do what they want to do. But it's it annoys me. It this annoys me because there is. It's the woke reactive stuff mm-hmm. that, and I know I, a lot of my fans are millennials. Oh, yeah. It's kind of the heart of my demographic. Absolutely. And so I see a lot of this. I hear a lot of this. Not about me and Louis C.K. <laughs> but And I always said I want to marry Louis C.K. So my name would be LBCK. <laughs> Because that would be the best that was pretty, monogram be pretty awesome. ever. Yeah. But, um, you know, of course he had his, you know, issue where he was, you know, not allegedly. He said, yes, I did yeah, it. And no, I'm no, sorry. Yeah. You know, like masturbating in front of people that yeah. didn't give him a thumbs up first. <laughs> exactly. Um, which, you know, isn't good. Right. And. But overall, it's this thing, this cancel culture, which I don't think is an actual thing. Right. It's just a buzzword. Exactly. It's a buzzword for, you know, slapping someone on the hand, but it often has no nuance. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's no nuance to what I try to impress on people. No, what I try to. Well, as a comedian, yes. What yeah. I think is important is to impress on people the difference between action and intention. Mm. And I'm not talking about masturbating in front of somebody. <laughs> I'm, that is a separate thing that just kind of got me into this train of thought. Yeah. Um, action and intention. You know, and especially with comedy, it's like if you take something out of context and just read it, it's like, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. I said it for a reason. Yeah. I said it for a reason within a larger scope of conversation mm-hmm. or material mm-hmm. that gave it context. Yeah. And my context, what I think about it. Right. And it's just, it really fucking annoys me that there's this reactive, holier than thou, you know, wokeism. And these are all the people that I want. This is so not entertaining. <laughs> but it's like what I want to say to all of these people. And they're like, you know, protect women, believe women, all this kind of stuff. And that's great. This is just an example. And I want to go, well, when there was a health care bill that wanted to make pregnancy and rape 
pre-existing conditions to penalize women. Did you say anything? Right. Did you do any work on that? Right. You know, and it's, I feel like that that is what I'm always screaming about in my head. And it's like, you know what? I went to a comedy show of a person that I've liked for 30 years and I had a good time. Right. I brought my friend. She fell asleep. Oh, no. I paid $100 for her to come. And on the way, she was like, I don't know if you know, but I tend to fall asleep at comedy shows. And I'm like, okay. She said she was asleep for like half of it. She said she heard a bunch of it, but whatever. It was fine. (laughs) It wasn't alone like every other night. But um, so, yeah, I went to this. And you know what? I was watching Kill Bill last night and it's made by Miramax, Mm. which Harvey Weinstein. Oh, yeah. Was the head of yeah, yeah, who's yeah. in jail now, right? He's oh, yeah. in jail. He's very much in jail. So if you have a problem with me going to a Louis C.K. show, don't watch any Miramax films. Yeah. Don't watch. And, and this is and it's ridiculous that I even have to say this, <laughs> but this is not to say I condone anything that anyone has done that right. is fucked up and or illegal or fucked up. Right. But. Everyone just thinks their voice is so important. <laughs> and it's this whole teenage vibe yeah. of like, I know about the world and I'm saying this and that. And it's like, yeah, I went to go see Louis C.K. Yeah. I watched Kill Bill. Well, and when I saw the Miramax, I'm like, oh, no. So don't watch any Miramax films. Right. Don't listen to any Michael Jackson music. Right. You know, all of this kind of stuff, which is it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult to separate the artist from the art. There, It's very true. Sometimes. Very true. It's yeah. very true. And this is what gets me. And I don't, I don't know if this is true, but I would bet that there are people that scolded me. I don't know. I didn't read them, mm. but you know, for going and supporting him that will sit and watch his thing on TV. Sure. I feel like so many of the loud people who comment on how dare he or how could you and mm. all this stuff aren't really doing anything. Right. That it's real easy to sit in a self-righteous position and point out what you shouldn't do. Don't watch them on TV. Don't go see them. Right. But it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing other than that? Right. And it just seems like there is such a... <sighs> It's 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 just annoying. It's just annoying to be constantly bombarded. And I'm just saying through social media and I'm not saying me personally, but even on my social media, my personal social media, it's like these posts about, you know, this travesty and this travesty and this travesty. And it's like, yeah, you're shouting into the echo chamber. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of, of you know, dis, you know, dissident voices on your Facebook mm-hmm. that are really, you know, you're changing their minds, right. you know? And there, <laughs> I was playing game night with a few of my friends mm. and there we were playing Quiplash okay. where there's these like, questions or scenarios and you have to fill in the blank and whoever gets the most votes that you know yours is the best they win that round and one of them was something you'd never hear on the internet and both people basically answered thank you you've really changed my mind (laughs) 
They both have the same answer worded a little differently. So, you know, while I did get, you know, yelled at or whatever you want to call from the comments, I didn't read them. And I lost some followers. It's like, great. Is if that's your if if not unfollowing me is your action right you're not doing shit all exactly you know what i'm saying (laughs) it's true and i feel like there should be like a mandatory one actual real world effort for every (laughs) post you make yeah (laughs) attesting to your disgust with x y or z (laughs) so you know and uh it was it's just really there are nuances to everything yeah. and no one likes to accept that because we, you know, live on an out of context soundbite, whatever world, yeah. which is like, I'm rolling my eyes, even <laughs> fucking saying that. <laughs> and it's just, I, I wanted to get it off my chest yeah. and clear the air. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully that's what we did. Um, but, uh, we're actually running out of time here. Uh-oh. We're, uh, spending too much time talking Goodbye. about Thanks, everybody. LBCK. We got to move on to our final question of the show. And okay. our final question is another anonymous. One of your favorites. Oh, um, and is it the same anonymous from the first one? <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, no, I don't think it is. Uh, let's see. The anonymous says, Hey, LB and Clark. So after many, many many years of not speaking to my family, I'm starting to feel guilty for not forgiving and forgetting. I know that most people, most of the people in my family are toxic. And I know that spending more time with these people will be a living nightmare, but they're my family. Why can't I stop feeling bad for not wanting to be around them? I just want to be happy and healthy. And that just doesn't seem possible when I surround myself with people who judge me so harshly. Why is this so hard? Will I ever outgrow this self-destructive feeling? Ugh, that's Oh, that's anonymous. That's anonymous, yeah. <sighs> anonymous. <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of personal experience with this yeah. exact subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nothing... Irks, irks isn't a strong enough word. <laughs> Nothing upsets me more than, you know, throughout a large period of my life, somebody saying, but it's your, it's your brother. It's right. your father. It's your family. Right. And it's like, that doesn't mean fucking thing to me. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't. No, seriously. It's true. It doesn't mean a fucking thing to me. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. He doesn't, he or she, I don't know. I mean, anonymous. Yeah. They don't um, give any insight to us about like, what was it abusive? Was it, was it I'm gay and that's not okay? Like whatever it was. Yeah. They just say toxic. They're, they're all toxic and they judge me so harshly. Okay. So uh, whatever the situation was, if There was a reason that you chose to disengage. Mm -hmm. There was and is a reason because you're saying you're you're kind of falling into that. Well, they're my family, like what you hear from other people, maybe. Or just the, you know, kind of 
societally, it's like your family's everything. Here's this, here's this movie about a family that yeah. has trouble but comes together right. at the end. Right. You know, and that's not reality. Yeah. Well, movies are never reality, but yeah. just the concept, it's not the reality. And if there is a reason that you pulled away it probably sounds like it was to protect yourself exactly because you want to be healthy and happy exactly so being guilty about that isn't going to help however what's interesting is that you do feel guilty and that you're you're you know writing to us about this because it doesn't that shows me you're thinking about it in a at least you know thinking about it a little. Right. I mean, yeah. you think about the whole thing a lot, but you're you're like, oh, how could I? And it's like, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You don't have to show up for Christmas. You could just reach out to one person. Very true. And Very true. see how that feels yeah. and see the response. You know, you stick your toe in the water. Yeah. And if the response you get is like, oh, it's really nice to talk to you. You can explore that. Yeah. And if the response is, uh, grandma still asks why you're a piece of shit, you go, <laughs> Christmas isn't happening this year. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know? And so it, it doesn't have to be the all or nothing. Yeah. It can just be a, a test. Or... Or here's another idea. You got to stop feeling guilty like that. That might be the other problem. Maybe you don't need to see them anymore and you just need somebody to reassure you. Hey, it's OK if you don't want to spend time with your family because your family might be crazy. Yeah. Take what feels comfortable for you and go with that. Yeah. A little at a time. Yeah. Well, hopefully that helps, Anonymous. Um, but that was it. That was the last question of this episode. We oh, are no. done for the day. So if you guys have a question or a decision that's weighing heavily on you, please send it to us and let LB ease your burden. Send us your problems at askgloriebeth.com. Go follow us on all the socials at askgloriebeth or just leave a message with your voice at 1-855-336-2374. That's 1-855-DENBERG or 1-855-DENBERG. And you can unfollow me at <laughs> LBDENBERG at Instagram, at Lori Bethdenberg on Twitter, and at the Lori Bethdenberg fan page on Facebook. Yeah. And if you want... A, the holidays are approaching. Oh, yeah. It's that yeah, time we're going to get, we're starting to get our uh, Thanksgiving questions. Oh, that's right. If you right. have Thanksgiving questions, please send it to us. Send them in. Families are awful, and <laughs> there's so much to plan in the kitchen. You should really ask me. I'm an expert chef. <laughs> it's true. Um, so uh, you can book me for a personalized video for a loved one at cameo.com slash Lori Beth. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you guys next week. Thank you, babes. That Advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question question there. Thanks for listening.